Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen, amen. We're going to read three verse, uh, four verses before we're seated. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Matthew 16, 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. And you may be seated. Amen. So Jesus asked first, what's the word out there on the streets? What are people saying about me? And at that time, John the Baptist had been beheaded by Herod, so he was already uh, dead and gone. So they said, some say you're John the Baptist, come back from the dead. Some say you're one of the prophets from the Old Testament, you know, risen again. Amen. And so he found what they said interesting, but then he asked the most important question, but what do you guys say? Because I'm most interested in what my followers say who I am. Because it's very important. I know that. Amen. Because Jesus knew that people outside the kingdom would have all, have all kinds of ideas of who he was. But it was very important to him that his disciples knew who he was. And so he got right to the point and asked them, who do you say that I am? And Peter gave the correct answer by saying, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Amen. In other words, you are the almighty God in flesh. You are the image of the invisible God. Amen. And, you know, so much of the future plan of God depended on them understanding who he was. Otherwise, the church would not have been as successful as it was if they did not know who he was. Because we know that he's, he, if we go on to read in Matthew 16, he, he complimented Peter uh, with his answer. He said that you didn't know that on your own. My Father in heaven gave you that understanding and on that, on that understanding of who, you, who I am, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So it's very important that we know who he is. Amen. Because that brings power into our walk and power into our church. Amen. Jesus said in John 17, 3, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So eternal life is something that should perk our, our, our ears up. Oh, he's talking about eternal life. And what is eternal life? That they may know you. He's talking about the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. In other words, the relationship between God and the man that God became, became that, that understanding of how that all, that God-man situation was, Amen, is eternal life. It's very important 
that we understand that. So I want to teach tonight about the Son of God. Amen. The Son of God. Now, Jesus was called the Son of God for one reason and one reason only, and we can read it in a verse in Luke chapter 1, verse 35. And this is when the angel appeared to Mary before uh, she was with child and, you know, prophetically told her what was going to happen. And the Bible said, The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Amen. Jesus was called the Son of God because God was his Father. He, Joseph wasn't the Father. God was the Father. Mary was the Mother. It was God and man in one you know, being, which is, which is a very uh, powerful thing, the incarnation, sometimes hard to understand. Amen. But the Bible it clearly tells us many things about it. Amen. So you're going to uh, be overshadowed by the Spirit of God, and that union between that Spirit of God and you is going to result in the baby being born and is going to be called the Son of God because God was his Father. That's very easy to understand. He said, shall be called. That holy thing born of thee shall be, yet future tense. This was a prophetic statement by the angel. Now, some people have mistakenly used the phrases eternal son or God the son to describe who Jesus is. Now, let me explain to you, there is no eternal son. There is no God the son, like God the father, God the son, God the Holy Spirit. Yeah, God the father, God the Holy Spirit, no problem. There is no God the son. Amen. There is the son of God. You won't find these phrases in the Bible, and you won't find the concept of these phrases or the teachings of them in the Bible. And some people might say, well, isn't the Son of God and God the Son the same thing? No, not even close. Amen. You see, the Son came into existence as a human being. Amen. God was His Father. He's called the Son of God. Amen. You see, let me explain. There was no Son of God until that wonderful evening in Bethlehem when Mary gave birth to a little boy in a stable and laid him in a manger. You will not find, read the Old Testament, there's 39 books. You won't find the Son of God in the Old Testament. Amen. Except for prophetic statements about him, yet future. For example, here's a statement we use, a couple statements we use during Christmas time. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. This was 700 plus years before Jesus was born, and it was prophetic, amen, that a, a child would be born, and a son would be given, and his name shall be, notice this child, the name was going to be called the Mighty God and the Everlasting Father. Praise God. 
Now, Isaiah 7, 14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And Emmanuel means God with us. God with us. Amen. You see, in the Old Testament, there was one God, one invisible God. Amen. We refer to him as God, as Yahweh, as Jehovah. Amen. That one God always referred to himself as me and I. Amen. And, and he would give, uh, you know, talk about different things. Amen. Psalms 2 verse 7 says, I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten thee, you. You're my son because today I've begotten you. Now today is, like today is today, right? So today is Thursday the 12th. So that's a day, this is a day in time. And uh, so he said, today I've begotten you. Amen. And that is Psalms 2-7. Hebrews 1, it points back to Psalms because that was a prophecy. And it says, for to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. Notice, I will be to him, and he shall be, yet future. Because that was talking from the book of Psalms. So he said, today I have begotten you. Amen. Now we know that the Bible said, John three sixteen, the only begotten son, right? Amen. God sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him. That phrase, begotten son, the word begotten, means to be born and to have begun. So when you're begotten, you have a starting point. Galatians 4.4 4 said, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law. Amen. When the fullness of time came, in a period of time, the Son came into existence, and God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law. The son had his beginning in time. See, he was not a son from eternity past, except in the mind of God, because God knows the end from the beginning, right? And we know that the Bible said Jesus Christ was slain from the foundation of the world. So God, when God was saying in Genesis chapter 1, let there be, let there be, and there was, and God saw that it was good, he already saw the crucifixion because he knows the end from the beginning. Amen. So the Son only existed in the mind of God before Bethlehem. The Bible was very clear when it tells us in Isaiah 63, 4, God said, I looked and there was none to help. I wondered that there was none to uphold. Therefore, mine own arm brought salvation unto me. Isaiah 43, 11, I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Now, we know that the New Testament, the angel said, This day in the city of David was born Christ, 
the Savior. Amen. But the Old Testament God, amen, the Lord, he said, beside me, there is no Savior. Is there two Saviors? Is somebody not saying something? No. We understand that God, amen, became a man to, to die for us. And God who could not die and God who did not have blood became a man so that he could die and he could shed blood. Amen. And when you read, like in the, New, in the um, King James Version, maybe other versions, when you read in the Old Testament where the word LORD is all caps, uh, all four letters are capitalized, that is translated from the Hebrew Jehovah. And that's talking about typically the Father. When you read about that, we, you know, we, we tend to think of the Father, you know, God the Father, when we, we see that. And 1 Timothy 3.16 said, And without controversy... Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. So the one true, invisible, indivisible, almighty God that we read about in the Old Testament became a man in Jesus Christ. You say, well, Jesus made mention of of things predating, you know, before Abraham was, I am, you know, saying that he's the voice out of the burning bush, before, you know, uh, they, they rejoiced to see my day, and they saw it, Moses spoke of me, and so forth, and you say, shake your head, well, I thought you said the son is not in the Old Testament, the son's not in the Old Testament, God's in the Old Testament, so Jesus was referring to the God side of him when he said, hey, I was, I, I was the voice from the burning bush. You know, I, my father was God. Amen. My mother's Mary, but my father's God. Amen. And that's, that's, the, that's a powerful thing. Praise God. Now, Jesus never claimed to be the second person of God that came in flesh. He made it clear that he was God the Father in human form. And let me back that up. John 14, 8. Philip said to him, Philip was curious. You know, because Jesus spoke about the Father here and spoke about the Father there and spoke about the Father. And Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it is sufficient. It'll, we'll be satisfied. Just show us the Father. You've been talking about the Father. And Jesus said, have I been so long time, amen, with you and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Whoo, that's a powerful verse. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. The Father dwells in me, does the works. Amen. You know, we can't be dividing God up. There's one God and one man. The Bible, you know, it's not my notes, but 1 Timothy chapter 2 uh, it, uh, it says that there's one God and one mediator between God and people, the man, Christ Jesus. The man was the mediator. God became the man. We had a, we had a gap between God and people. It was, the, it was the fall of man. Thank you, Jess. It was the fall of man. Amen. There was a gap there. Sin caused a gap. 
Jesus came, came to bridge the gap. He was the mediator. The second person of God wasn't the mediator. It was the God himself who came and became a man. And the man whom God became was the mediator between God and mankind. Praise God. Jesus said, John 10, 30, I and my Father are one. We're one and the same. Amen. Now, he didn't say he was the Father. He said, he, he talked about his Father as being separate because he was human, right? He, had, he talked about his Father's will and his will. So there was a human uh, aspect to him. Amen. And that's why I tell a lot of people when they, when they say, when Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane before he was taken captive, all but leading up to the crucifixion, was God praying to God? No, God doesn't pray to God. That was a man praying to God. And there's a verse in Psalms that said, uh, Thou that hearest prayer, unto thee all flesh shall come. Now, last time I checked, Jesus Christ was in human form. So he prayed and he said, not my will, but thy will be done. Now, we don't understand all of the, the intricacies of how God and man, you know, lived in one, one being. But we, we know, amen, that the Son of God had a beginning in time, amen. And God of the Old Testament was the one that started it all off and, and became that man. So he said, I and my Father are one. I am, my, I, I am the Father in human form. And when Jesus rose from the dead, he made a powerful statement to his disciples. Matthew 28, 18, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Well, somebody gave it to him. He passed the test. He, he, he completed his mission. He rose from the dead and he said, all power is given to me. God has given me all power. Colossians 2, 9, for in him dwells all the fullness of of the Godhead bodily. Amen. So Jesus is not in the Godhead. The Godhead is in Jesus. Now the Godhead, just the word Godhead just means deity. It's what God is. It's all of God's attributes and characteristics and power, omniscience and omnipotence and omnipresence. It's all it wrapped into one. All of that was in Jesus. Amen. But, but God didn't cease to be God and fill heaven and earth just while Jesus was walking on the earth. He's so big. Amen. Jesus said, amen. No, no, nobody came down from heaven but the Son of Man, which is in heaven. He said, I'm in heaven now and I'm standing on the earth right now. Huh? It's because God is inside of me. So he, he, was, he was the face of God. He was bringing God, God's understanding. He was helping people, show, showing them the God of heaven, showing them the Father, showing them the great things. And Paul said that the glory of God, amen, shine on the face of Jesus Christ. He showed God, amen. And so God, uh, in him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And verse 10, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Colossians 1.19 said, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. So that because God, so, so Jesus, yes, he was a man, but he was God. And God, he rose from the dead. And I believe when we, when we get up to heaven, we're going to see Jesus sitting on the throne. But God's going to still fill heaven and earth. But see, there's the man, Jesus Christ, 
He rose from the dead, a glorified body. And they, they in Acts chapter 1, they like waved at him as he was going up. And they said, aren't you going to like restore the kingdom right now? I mean, aren't you going to like, you know, you know, whoop up on these Romans and kick them out of power and restore Israel? He goes, no, no. He goes, the, the times and the places and things like that, you guys don't worry about right now. What you guys need to do is go to Jerusalem and you wait until you get the power from heaven and start the church, and then I'll give you instruction. Amen. So he went up into heaven, his, him and his body, he, he went up into heaven, glorified. Amen. And I believe when we get up to heaven, we're going to see Jesus. Amen. Who all power in heaven and earth was given. He, he will forever be the image of the invisible God. He will forever be, amen, the glorified uh, Son of God. But God will, you know, he'll be sitting on the throne, but God will still fill all of heaven and earth. Amen. Because God's too big. They fit into one body. He's huge. Amen. It's powerful. And, and really to understand the Son of God, there is, there is a the revelation component. He, you know, when, when uh, Peter said, you know, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood didn't tell you about that. You didn't learn that from some school. He said, my father gave you that. He revealed it to you. And there's a revelation that, that I pray that every single person that walks with God gets. Because when you understand who the Son of God is, you understand the impact and the significance of the, the name of the Son of God, Jesus. And you understand that there's no other name under heaven among men whereby you must be saved. And you understand that the name of Jesus, amen, is above every name and every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And that no other name should be used in water baptism, but in Jesus' name. When you understand who the Son of God is. Praise God. And I close with this verse. It's in 1 John chapter 5, verse 20. And John said, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true. And we are in Him that is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. This is a powerful verse. The Son of God came to give us understanding of God, of the Father, that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true, and in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. It kind of goes with that John 17, 3. This is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. And that's what this verse says. Amen. The Son of God. Praise God. Praise God. So, so folks, basically what I'm saying is there is no scripture for the Father looking over the, the, the you know, God the Father looking over to God the Son sometime in the past and saying, I'm sending you down to be born through Mary. Uh, and it wasn't the God the Son or the second person of God that came and was born through Mary. It was God, the one God, the only God that came and was born amen, and overshadowed Mary. And, the, and the, uh, the result of that union was Jesus Christ. Amen. 
And there's no other, there's no scripture to prove otherwise. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. I'm so glad I know the Son of God. I'm so glad I know, amen, God who, who, uh, who came and, and, and gave us the Son of God. Because if we wouldn't have had the Son of God, we would have been in trouble. Amen. He was rich, but he stepped over the regal courts of glory and he became poor. Amen. For our sakes, that we through his poverty might be made rich. He came who knew no sin. Amen. And he and he was full of righteousness and he knew no sin, but he, he was became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. And that's why the Bible says, uh, I, 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 this, was, this is a verse I'm throwing in for free, okay? And then I'm done. Amen. And that's why the Bible said in the book of Acts, I believe it's chapter 20, somewhere in there, 2028 20, or something like that, where it said, amen, feed. Paul, said, Paul told the ministers, he said, feed the flock of God, amen, which he has purchased with his own blood, amen. Take heed therefore unto yourselves, thank you, Jess, and to all the flock of the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. Amen. When you answer the question, where did God get blood, you'll understand who the Son of God is. Amen. I, even I, Jehovah, the Lord, Yahweh, amen. And the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. But you don't have any blood. You don't have a body. Oh, well, I, my, I looked for an intercessor, and I couldn't find. So my own arm brought salvation. I decided to come and do it myself. Praise God. It was the only way, and I did it. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.